समस्तजनकल्याणेतम करुणा नमा चिन्मय देव सद्गु ब्रह्म विद्वर सिटिंग ऑन द बैंक्स ऑफ द गंगा गंगोत्री इंस्पायर्ड बाय द फास्ट फ्लोइंग वाटर्स स्वामी चिन्मयानंद हैड अ फ्लैश ऑफ इंस्पिरेशन वाई कन्फाइन अद्वैत वेदांत to a few in the pristine remote ashrams in the himalayas why not take the gnana to the general populace into the myths of their day to day city life his guru swami tapovanam called it his afternoon dream he advised a first hand assessment a reality check of the situation in the, in the country thus in may 1951 swami ji set off on an all india pilgrimage that took him all the way to kanyakumari wandering as a bhikshu mainly on foot through cities and towns and villages of india conversing with the common man the newly independent country's thought leaders he observed were the english educated in the big cities and towns with very tenuous connection to their cultural roots in their ignorance they had contempt for the sanskrit language and the temples and mathas were inadequate and ill equipped to serve and guide the society the gangotri plan began to take shape The unfolding of the plan makes a fascinating story. It is briefly recounted in our paper, and I'll recommend he did it. A Chinmay publication and Chinmay archives website for those interested in greater detail. It's very well published. It reveals Swamiji not only as a visionary. but a meticulous executive in exhaustible in his work capacity creative in his solutions a leader who led by example he epitomized the fearlessness and daring of a total vairagi in the lead up to his first ever public talk in in a public setting swami ji's topic was let us be hindus in a hindu temple in to address to a hindu audience that is his daring that was his vision because he saw the cultural roots being undermined the single most influential program of swami ji in advaita teaching was a gnana yagna on which we concentrate on the present in this presentation at the conclusion of the bhagavad gita shri krishna says the study of this samvada is considered by him as worship by gnana yagna adyeshata adyeshate ya imam dharmyam samvada in chapter 4 shri krishna says has already stated that he considers gnana yagna as superior to dravya yagna 
Swami Chidmananda extended the meaning to include the Upanishad Samvada as a Gnana Yagnya. Thus started his very first Upanishad Gnana Yagnya. Swamiji called his Gnana Yagnya as Open Air University. This interpretation of the term allowed for certain bold changes in the pedagogy. For one, he could teach hundreds and thousands at a time. Unlike in the ancient time, the publicity and intention and invitation here was by the guru and the organizers. In the ancient times, the shishya would go looking for the guru, the guru would. Here, it was inverted. The adhikari here was self-selected by their curiosity, which over the course of the yajna, by his very teaching, turned into an abiding interest in a sizable majority of his shrotas. The elements of Swamiji's pedagogy was blending the innovation while staying rooted in the tradition. And even in his most radical steps, that tradition will be reflected. The Gnana Yagnya was to be held in large cities and towns in the English language as it was the common bond between the culture, between the educated class in the cities. While he spoke in English, he was aware of the limitations and mistranslations Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I have the this text. I want the Gnana Yagna one. Just give me a second. So he, he talks specifically about, in the paper I write, he talks specifically about the mistranslations of Gnana Yagna word itself. And later on we will see where there are certain other words that he talked about. Um, the evening talks of his would be open to the public, irrespective of gender, age, varna, jati that is caste religious, educational, or economic background. I bring the, so this is contrasting the one-on-one -on -one teaching in the ancient way with the open air university as he called his Gnana Yagnya. We'll go to the video. Yeah. Who are he be? He may be a Hindu or a Christian or a Muslim. He may be a white man or a red man or a, what is that? What is a black man or a yellow man or a brown man. He may be educated or uneducated. He may be man or woman, young or middle-aged or old. Whoever he be. Yeah, common pronoun. Universal pronoun. Embracing everybody. Whoever has got a head on the shoulders, that must be there. 
It is not meant for the Hindus. It is meant for mankind. So any member of the human variety or human type, yeah, sarvatra at all times. So just this short clip shows how a single syllable word in Sanskrit carries the entire universal outlook of, of the Advaita teaching. So, uh, um, so Swamiji himself says that the term Gnana Yagna cannot easily come within the accommodation of the English phraseology. The matrix of the language breaks when such significant ideas are to be expressed in an equally crisp style as that of the Sanskrit language. It is generally translated by hasty compilers and cheap pundits as sacrifice of knowledge. This misunderstanding has resulted in such misuse and that its misuse is immense. He goes on uh, to translate it as wisdom sacrifice, acknowledging the limitation and therefore mostly uses the original Sanskrit. So, um, the Gnani uh, Yagnya, the knowledge exchange, would be free for all, I go on with the pedagogy, it would be free for all with Guru Dakshina being accepted at the end of the Gnana Yagna, and that is in keeping with the ancient tradition. Each Shastra text was studied with seriousness, mantra by mantra, verse by verse, word by word, with a textbook in hand. Swamiji saw his own role, not as a guru, but as a fellow explorer, expounding the text in the spirit of loud reflection. That is where the university aspect uh, takes precedence. Most work done by, was done by volunteers. Swamiji recruited dedicated people, dedicated people on an ongoing basis, something that he began even before the very first Gnana Yagna. Whether it was a single volunteer or a team of volunteers, Swamiji guided them in the early years especially through extensive letter communication and personal meetings. An increasing number of youngsters came for the talks and they started to shoulder many of the organizational tasks. We started that way too. Swamiji emphasized the yagna spirit or the cooperative endeavor towards a higher goal as a means to success and the satisfaction of achievement. At the yagna shala, despite the numbers, there was extraordinary discipline the punctuality, the orderliness, cleanliness, the silence, the stillness, and the attentiveness of thousands allowed for a sattvic mood. That sattvic mood could, uh, even in the Shravana itself, could bring about a sea change in the ideas, transform the individual. The Yagnashala was a place of sanctity. Swamiji once explained, the Yagnashala is my puja room and the audience is my Ishwara 
whom I worship for this one and a half hours. The prasad of the yagna was in the form of a pustika because it was a gnana yagna. And these were prepared by volunteers taking down the lecture notes in shorthand of that time, we are talking about 50s and 60s, overnight transcribing and editing with an overview by Samaji. A few days, in a few days, the notes would be compiled into a pustika for free distribution, and even then an extensive uh, mailing list was created. Uh, the uh, pustika would go out mailed out to 12,000 people by 50, 1955. The donations and Guru Dakshina would be the source of funding for all activities. As one can see, the elements of Karma Yoga, Bhakti, Sadhana for Chitta Shuddhi, Shravana, Manana were integrated into the Gnana Yagna scheme. Swamiji was an extraordinary communicator using analogies, stories, humor, animation, to great effect. That is the way he communicated. Sometimes he said that a poison pill would be hidden in the laughter of his humor. While people were laughing, the truth that otherwise would be very difficult to take would be slipped in. The BMI chart of Swamiji needs a special oh. mention. Devised by Swamiji in 1963 or 66 to explain to the overseas audience the Advaita concepts, it became his trademark. Swamiji could map almost all Vedantic concepts using the chart. The strategy was to start with the realm of the individual's undeniable experience and introduce the unknown OM. So the realm of the BMI, PFT, OET. So uh, uh, I know Swami Advanandji referred to it because it becomes the uh, uh, vocabulary among the Chinmay Mission people so natural. The BMI stands for the body, mind and intellect. The OET stands for the world, the objects, emotions, and thoughts. It is the, uh, through the instrument of the body, the perceiver perceives the world of object. If you go vertically, through the instrument of the mind, the feeler feels the world of emotions. Through the instrument of intellect, the thinker thinks the world of thoughts. So the PFT, the perceiver, feeler, thinker, becomes the jiva, the individual, the karta, bhukta. And this world of BMI, OET, PFT is our experience. That need not be um, controversy. In that, Swamiji would introduce the Vedantic terminology. He would introduce the M and I as the antakarana and go on to introduce um, the, um, the reflecting medium, the body as being jada, the M and I. And then when he jumped to the Om, why is it 
that if Atma is Om, as the Shruti say, why do we not see? And he'd come to the V. Because of the V, the cloud, the wailing, and the Vasana, the Maya, and other. So he'd explain both the Vyashti and Samashti through the BMI chart. Uh, and uh, that kind of a mapping allowed for a very quick um, understanding of what Vedanta is. He found that very ex extremely uh, effective. Swamiji himself wrote, once you have grasped the chart, the BMI, PFT, OET, you have an entrance ticket into the halls of wisdom of the Bhagavad Gita, the temple of understanding. Once this chart is in your is in your mind. Everything, every line that has been said in the Bhagavad Gita can be pinned onto this knowledge and everything becomes clear. Though equally effective, Swamiji uses a chart in Mandukya Upanishad and Dakshinamurti Sotra as well. So he continued to use the chart for the, for the Upanishads also. The visual aid enters a common parlance and you would have heard Swami Advanandji, even without the chart, the vocabulary coming in. Swamiji, in, in the 42 years of his teaching Advaita, he went on to conduct 525 plus Gnanda Yagnas, addressing, addressing directly only in the Gnanda Yagnas at least a couple of million people in almost every state in India, 30 plus countries around the world. I'm here not even referring to the uh, addresses, the innumerable addresses uh, that he gave in universities and colleges and schools, to parents, to all the others uh, along the way, the business houses, the army, any number of times he used to be over and over called uh, by the army. Uh, at the time. The other programs in Advaita teaching, like the publications, the study groups, the study group here is happening in the unlikeliest of places. So, do you want to address that? So, just give him the mic. Yeah, I The study group was the, a tool to Swadhyaya that Gurudev recommended that all householders or members of his audience in the Gita Gnanagnes take up. And the, the concept spread so much that Dr. Kshama in our rural development project in Sidhubari would have the women get together to do the study. At the bottom is actually the Hindi version of the Manual of Self-Alformment, which is the first book in the scheme of study. And on the right-hand side, the guy in the tie is is uh, Mr. Vijay Kumar, a civilian in the, uh, employed by the Department of Defense in the United States who went to Kabul and conducted a, he was, he volunteered to serve in Kabul during the war in Afghanistan and he volunteered to conduct a study group as a Hindu chaplain for people. So those are the members of his Bhagavad Gita study group uh, in Kabul. So in some ways the, the tool itself was very portable and because of the connection back to the audios and videos and the text, it made the, the whole movement move into different places. The, so, the other programs, okay. 
the study group members were sustained by Gurudev in a very unique manner. Uh, he, I don't know if you can read over here, uh, Swamiji, uh, uh, so he, uh, Swamiji was a great letter writer. In his lifetime it is said that he would have averaged, earlier it was thought that he would have averaged 30 to 35 letters a day of his lifetime. If you take the total number, number of letters and divide it by, the, by his uh, 1951 to 1993, it would average 30, 35 letters a, a day. Uh, recently, in, in uh, Swamini, Swamini Kaivalyananda in our Chinmay archives has said that the letter correspondence would most likely reach 80 a day. So, so besides all this, you can imagine the number. Now here particularly is addressing the study group member. What is he saying? Uh, so the question from the study group member was, in which part of the body does the spirit or soul reside? Has it any size, etc.? The Kathopanishad states that the soul is the size of the thumb and resides in the heart. The student of the study group must clearly understand, this is the answer of Swami Chinmayananda, that they should not use the word soul, but must always use the word Atman or the self with a capital S. The soul of Christianity is not the Atman of the precise science of Vedanta. To the Christians, there is a good soul and a bad soul. They seem to confuse soul with soul, S-O-L-E. Soul, therefore, only, means only Jiva, the PFT, perceiver, feeler, thinker. Atman, the self, is Om, the reality. So, with, I'm not going to read the rest of the letter, but just the care that he gives to the study group members to align them with the Vedanta vision. And he anticipates uh, the Sanskrit intranslatable. This is written in the early 80s, the letter. So, uh, so I go on. The program of uh, the thing, besides publication study groups, sadhana camps, uh, home lesson study, uh, home study lesson course, Sandipani sadhanalayas, all of these, and uh, all of these flowed from his signature of the Gnana Yagna, signature activity of the Gnana Yagna. They all were, and all of these in their own right were extremely innovative. We would not have the time to go, but please do read the paper. Some of them have been mentioned as briefly as possible. Together they formed a cohesive program that brought a sea level change in the Advaita study, not of the academic kind, but as a sadhaka. What made Swamiji effective? So, uh, just go back to that. So, uh, uh, this is a sadhana camp. Here, there is, um, this is an informal uh, question and answer session at the sadhana camp. And everybody you see is wearing orange, not just Swami Chinmayananda. Do you see that? Because every sadhaka who came for the camp was given a temporary and returnable sannyasa. That was an idea that he borrowed from, uh, that was an idea he borrowed from uh, Buddha, Buddhism. Uh, Swamiji was an extraordinary communicator. He spoke logically in a fresh idiom. Without prior expectation of faith, 
It was the experience of Sattvic Sukha. What would help hold so many people? If you were to ask the question, what would... Uh, my first attendance was in a group in, a, in 1979, where on the Chopati Sands, 12 to 15,000 people would have been present. What would hold such people to be still, silent, attentive? It was the experience of Sattvic Sukha during these satsangs that his elevated level, he himself dwelt in a ekatma bhava. Uh, the satsang, the dana yagnas, gave immediate benefit. Within the period of the week, I knew that I could not be what I was before because there was such a transformation. Today, with approximately 300 swamins and brahmacharins and a rough count of a few thousand study groups, it is safe to say that Advaita is being studied in the Chinma mission through the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishad, in every time zone of every single day. I end here. So this is the light that you that you light in yourself of knowledge, taking it as a small lamp, signifying, this is a map of India. Can you see that? So on the map of India, this person is from Delhi. By the way, she is the photographer of a lot of photographs of Gurudev over the years. She is lighting the lamp from the, uh, from the shrine and putting it near Delhi, that she will, the knowledge she has gained, she will take it back to Delhi when she goes back. So similarly, this would be a, a valedictory function after a spiritual camp. So, we end here. Uh, grateful acknowledgements to many. Uh, I would like to say uh, that uh, uh, it was it was a pleasure the vivada that we had among us. It was good that no Swami's room was around when we were doing this all night. Uh, and uh, uh, so I have to thank Sundar, uh, and Sundar has to thank me for our fights that allowed the paper to be what it was and the presentation to be what it was. Hare Om, just one comment and one, one of the beautiful contributions beside the BMI chart that I think is the Chinmaya Mission Pledge itself. It's a yes. universal pledge and that applies to following that itself is an evolution of a human being. Absolutely. We, we, we intend to, at the valedictory function, we can do the pledge led by this thing. Uh, what was attractive with respect to Swamiji in our younger days was some of the, was what I may call as special pedagogical aids that he used to employ, like some of the dramatic technique. Yes. No, the, 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 the dramatic element in his uh, way of presenting as we have seen, and his body language. 
they were really so enchanting for even a person and not only the chart he used to you know you use the pointer raw, 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 the pointer <laughs> yeah. the chart and the pointer he used to wield it to swish it and uh, <laughs> you know swirl it like a sword and many of us were very attracted by I, that i'm so happy to be in the presence of people who have heard him for decades and decades thank you yes son yes <laughs> thank you sandeepani how many uh, how many has it produced so far in sandeepani and what's your output right now how what's your intake so there is currently because you know there's a global so, demand for people so right so the allah answer last question first they in fact the i think at a conservative estimate they count about a thousand graduates at least just of the english batch in sandipani mumbai in fact next in two weeks time there is a reunion of all the people who are in different sandipani batches and so that happens right now there are three sandipanis four sandipanis in active operation which is the one in uh, mumbai in sidbari in hindi in uh, coimbatore in tamil and right now the brahmacharis in white who serves in the anakshetra are doing the malayalam uh, uh, vedanta course swami sharadanandji is there acharya so that is the thing there have been courses and even now there will periodically be courses in kannada in telugu and uh, marathi so seven us prc was uh, uh, sandipani at one time where swami dhanand ji taught i think two batches one batch one batch at that uh, in in this thing since then the actually i should not forget in trinidad and south africa there are two sandipani sadnalai south africa just finished a course in trinidad there's a course going on finished two but right now yeah so that is happening in us we have not gone back to the three year two or three year program yet we've had a one year program but we've not gone back to the two or three year Oh, in the uh, in the formation of the PRC group, we started with the looking for a center, and ultimately we came up with that PRC center, and that's where the first course started. Okay. And Swami Dayananda was uh, teaching that first course. After that, then it didn't start as a course anymore. Yes, that's correct. Thank you. So that's where we are. So, yeah, a thousand in English. I think the other numbers are not so accurate. So, in Sidbari, for instance, typically about twenty-five to thirty are taken. about 10 to 12 10 to 15 finish so that's the this is no he did not but in uh, when he wa- whenever he was in kerala it was a liberal mix of english and malayalam <laughs> because he could joke in malayalam so <laughs> any other questions thank you all hari om thank you thank you very much